Have you ever been sitting around a campfire with friends or riffing with your partner about some great business idea you had when you were walking the dog or driving to the pharmacy or the grocery store? We all get ideas that pop into our head when we see a need, have an unfulfilled want, or notice the way something we're interested in could be done better. Sometimes it's easy to spitball with a close friend about a big, potentially life-changing idea. Something like, hey, we should start a band. But we all know the unspoken truth when we say those things out loud. We're probably never going to start that band and someday end up on a stadium tour. It's those ideas that we really believe in, the ones that could actually be something real that, ironically, we hold a little closer to the chest. They are harder to talk about. Andrew Suzuka, the founder and creator of Odomot Foods, was no stranger to having good ideas and turning them into entrepreneurial success. In fact, when the idea for Odomot Foods first popped into his head, Andrew was already running his own company. But success in one area didn't make Andrew any more willing to share the new ideas he had brewing. You have to have a lot of self-confidence, but you also have to have enough self-awareness to know that you don't know everything. You have to pull in people and you have to share your ideas with people. And it's probably, I would say, the number one challenge of being an entrepreneur is sharing your idea before it becomes something. And if you can get over that, you're on your way. Andrew had to walk a long path to get over that fear. Today, he knows collaboration is the only way forward. But what did it take to get to that realization? Who did he finally lean on? And how did all of this ultimately lead to Odomot landing on the shelves of Whole Foods? Let's jump into this week's episode of The Journey. There are always exciting things happening in the world of small business. The news that grabs the headlines, though, are always the highlights. The overnight successes, the billion-dollar IPOs, the massive exits. But just like your Instagram feed, that's never the whole story. Let's look deeper than the headlines and press photos. Underneath all of that is the real work of building something valuable and lasting. Don't get me wrong, I love crazy success stories and can be drawn in by those big flashy tales just as much as the next person. But we all know that what's more important than the destination is how you get there. It's the struggles you have to overcome and the insights you learn along the way that make you who you are. So those are the stories we're telling. It's raw, it's honest, and maybe it's exactly what you need to hear. I'm Hillary Georgie, and this is The Journey. So... Anyone who owns a small business knows what the difference between surviving and thriving feels like. And obviously we all aim to thrive. That's why we're excited about our latest partnership with UPS. Our listeners know that whether you're moving your business online or getting into new markets or just trying to make things run faster and more efficiently, small businesses are up against a unique set of challenges. That's why UPS designed innovative tools just for small businesses that are made to help take you to the next level. Learn more about how UPS can get your small business moving forward at ups.com slash pivot. For young Andrew, his entrepreneurial traits run deep, and they can be traced all the way back to his childhood spent around a food-loving Italian family. Even at a young age, Andrew was hustling for a dollar or two. I was selling cookies to my neighbors and I would also shovel snow, but I remember going around 
literally in my little red wagon going up and down the street selling cookies. My mom found the menu from like years ago. It's like yellow, like the paper's a little yellow. It was pretty awesome. And it was like a dollar for a dozen cookies, a dollar 25. So it's amazing. My cogs must have been zero because my mom was buying all the ingredients. He knew he liked making money. So by the time he was headed to college, Andrew had one goal in mind, to earn himself a good living. The quickest way that he saw himself swimming in a pile of cash was through a job on the stock market. So he rolled onto campus at NYU, hoping to one day become a stockbroker. His first internship with a stockbroker was all it took to unravel those lofty plans, though. Disillusioned by the tedious nature of the work, Andrew shifted gears and found that he could earn some money selling ad space in the university's newspaper. This was his first step into the advertising world, and he liked the taste of it. I love two things about marketing. One is that I was able to do it and do these jobs with friends. So I was able to put together groups of people and say, hey, let's go market this band, The Strokes, together. I never heard of The Strokes, but let's go promote this band and we'll see a free show. And I got to travel as well, which was really cool. So we would do different marketing executions in different cities. And then the other part of it, being able to be with friends, being able to travel and be paid for it. And the third part was really the challenge of figuring it out. So when we got our first national campaign, which was for MTV, they said, Andrew, we heard about you. Are you able to promote at 20 concerts all on the same night to promote our 20th anniversary? And I said, sure. You know, <laughs> yep, no problem. And then you go freak out and figure it out like later. Andrew ran that first marketing company for about 10 years. He hit the MTV campaign out of the park. And for the next decade, he continued to rise to challenges like that again and again. It was through these early experiences that he gained the confidence he'd need when other big challenges blocked his path with Odomot. But before any of those challenges came to pass, Andrew had his own personal battle to wage against the fear of letting his idea for Odomot come to life at all. And the genesis of that idea began in an all-too-familiar place, the family kitchen. One evening, after a long day at the marketing firm, Andrew was making dinner for his daughter Evelyn and decided to get a little crafty with his pizza. I was cooking one night in the kitchen, just making the dough was ready and you know, I need to make some sauce and have sauce. And I said, you know what, why don't I just throw some carrots in here? Sometimes you throw carrots and sauce anyway, right? But then I was like, why don't I want to get creative here? Right? Here comes out the creative brain in me, the marketing side. Why don't I throw anything that's red? Let me throw some beets in there. I don't even know what I put in. Anything that was red, reddish, orange, and then some greens, some frozen spinach. And then you just hit it with the blender and it came out a little pink is the problem. I know these kids, she's not going to eat it because it's pink. This is not a red tomato sauce. And so I turned down the lights. Evelyn, let's make pizza in the dark. And then she ended up liking it, not knowing I had probably six, seven, eight veggies in there at the time. It was a eureka moment. Evelyn, who typically fought against eating veggies, was not only digging it, but asking for more. A business idea began to take shape in Andrew's mind. He knew that other parents would relish the opportunity to easily feed their kids more vegetables on the sly, but he never intended to build a sauce company or launch a CPG or a consumer packaged good product. But with years of marketing experience and a lifetime of loving good food under his belt, Andrew realized he had many of the tools it would take to be successful. He believed in himself and knew his sauce was good, but he had one issue to resolve before he got going. I've had this problem before where I have what I think is a great idea and I don't want to tell anyone. I remember with one of my ideas before and I had to open a bank account and my banker was just like, what's this business for? And I was like, why do I have to tell you? 
reflecting on it later, that was silly. That was my mentality at the time, but it's natural, right? You think you have the next billion dollar idea, but it's just an idea. And actually sharing that idea with people that you trust, I'm not saying go make a blog about it and run something on the front of the times. But what I am saying is it's okay to share your ideas before you've actually put the sweat in to build it, to help validate it, because you end up finding people that can actually bring your idea to life. So how did Andrew eventually overcome this fear? After the break, learn who he told and how that led to a powerful ripple effect that ultimately landed Odomot in stores nationwide. Today's podcast is sponsored by UPS. If you're like a lot of our listeners, you've either taken your business online or you want to make that shift fast. Well, UPS makes it easy to ship and save wherever your e-commerce takes you so you can launch your business into a whole new orbit. Whatever platform you're using to host your online store or track and manage your shipping, UPS is already there. You'll get big savings and reliable shipping that give you a competitive edge and keep your customers happy. You can ship from your online store to your customer's front door faster than ever when you choose UPS. So get started today at ups.com slash pivot. Andrew was excited about the vegiful sauce solution he had devised for parents everywhere. Despite his hesitations and initial resistance to talking about the idea, he decided to test the waters and tell his good friend John. What transpired from this conversation, he never could have predicted. He's like, this is a great idea, Andrew. He's older, he's really experienced. And he said, you should meet my son-in-law. And I said, who's your son-in-law? And he said, Maxine Billet. And I looked him up. And Maxine turns out is a James Beard award-winning chef who co-wrote Modernist Cuisine, has studied the science and cooking, science and art and science of food. And then we got together. And so I hired Max to help us in the beginning of our journey. And that's just one example. So the light bulb moment I had turned into really a floodlight moment because it's you have that light bulb moment, you're like, this could be great. But then when you can put the stars together and say, wow, this is the actual team that can help me get this off the ground, that's a big difference. And that's what made me believe we have a shot. Mind you, not all initial conversations about potential business ideas are this fruitful. The fates rewarded Andrew for his courage to share with an invaluable connection and early advisor in Max. And Max's expertise, combined with Andrew's marketing experience, added up to an opportunity to build something big, but only if they could sell it. Andrew knew the significance that good branding, advertising, and marketing have in ultimately getting products sold. And so the next step in the development of the sauce was to name it and package it for commercial grocery shelves. Naming the sauce was no small matter to Andrew. It was the first step in communicating to all of those parents strolling the grocery store aisles what Odomat was and why it was better than the other choices it was next to. Yeah, there were literally 100 plus names. And it was just an idea that just randomly came up one day of, what are we really trying to do? We're trying to really flip the tomato industry on its head, do things different. What's important to us is not what's on the front of the label, it's what's on the back of the label. What are your ingredients? And be transparent about that. So when I thought about that, literally flipping the label around, I thought, what if I flip the name around backwards? And so when you flip the name tomato backwards, and it says Odomon, I said, you know what? I can kind of pronounce it. 
it seems fine. The SEO is probably great. I don't know. I typed in Odomat on Google and you had 10 results at the time. Okay, we can own that. Eventually, all the ingredients of the sauce's launch came together one by one and were stewing nicely. The next big hurdle for Andrew to solve was finding a co-packer to jar the sauce for distribution. This was the moment when Andrew had to truly open the floodgates and not just talk about the idea, but sell the product. And that meant Andrew had to open himself up to a lot of rejection. You're getting all these no's and you're getting a little bit of pressure more and more from people saying, what are you doing? You don't have experience in this. I don't think it's going to work to just people not responding. You have to go with your gut to a certain extent. You have to go as far as you can while that door even still has a crack open. I saw there were cracks. I saw there were people that are willing to work with us, but just not yet. There were people that thought it was a great idea, but their lines were backed up. After about 49 no's, and I probably had 25 times when I thought about, forget it. I'm not going to do this. At one point, we got that yes. We got the, Andrew, this is a good idea. We take on two starter brands a year. If you're willing to wait a couple of months, we'll take you on and we'll have a really low MOQ. It's something like 5,000 jars. And I said, wow, okay, we can make this work. Let's go. That was the real start of the journey. When you see that first jar come out of the first run and you're flying back and forth or driving or walking wherever you are to your co-pack or co-man, and then you start to see things come to life. Then you have the whole next series of questions. How does it work getting into retailers? Andrew's experience finding those early partners reminds me of a quote from the designer of IBM's Harvard Mark I computer, Howard Aiken, who said, quote, don't worry about people stealing your ideas. If your ideas are any good, you'll have to ram them down people's throats. Finding those willing to buy into his vision took perseverance, but it's those conversations, even the hard ones, that finally got Andrew from idea to manufacturer. And now it was time to take the same mentality to get their product from manufacturer to retail. But getting someone to see your vision isn't always about what you say to them. It's also about what you can show them. With their brand built and a physical product in hand, Andrew and his company now looked the part. We looked like a million-dollar company when we're a $1, a zero sales company. That really helps because you need people to, especially if they don't know you, if they know you for 10, 20, 30, 40, whatever years, that's one thing. If they are just getting to know you, you have to really help them see your vision and understand who you are and what you're trying to do. And that was important to bring any partner really on board even today. Conversation after conversation was paying off, and now it was time for a big-time marketing launch. Thanks to the broker that Andrew was working with, Odomat got a spot on QVC, and it went well. So well that Odomat has been on QVC 19 times since. With Odomat selling out on QVC, Andrew had proof of concept. People liked the sauce, so the next step was to get it on the shelves in grocery stores. The sauce was already being sold at his local grocery store, a nice sentimental win, but it was time to try to go national. Andrew was hustling to get his sauce picked up by everyone and soon found some willing retailers at some Sprouts, Wegmans, and even Thrive Market. But when the big kahuna, an impending national deal with Whole Foods, was being closed, of course, the timing wasn't ideal. The week we needed to ship to Whole Foods, our national order, we were really tight on supply because they ordered more than we thought they were going to need. And we didn't want to say no, but this is a lot. At the same time, QVC, the most challenging time or week we had was when QVC wanted to air us two times. And I had to cancel those shows because we didn't have enough product. Um, the product also 
was tied up at a warehouse, the product had a lot of legions to QVC. So they didn't make it so easy for us to get our products out of there and picked up by the trucks for Unify. And it was incredible. The amount of hoops we had to jump through. And in the middle of COVID, we couldn't even get out there. This is May, June of 2020. They didn't want to touch the pallets. They didn't want to break them down. At that point, we knew we needed a real warehouse, one that actually is unbiased, that will just do what we need them to do. And we ended up finding that later on. But it's a lesson I wish I learned earlier on, because when you tell your distributor, we're in this warehouse, you can't really change those warehouses for a month or two or three. It's not that easy. You can tell them, but the paperwork and the processing takes a lot of time. So you want to measure twice and cut once when it comes to who's handling your warehousing. Even with all the ups and downs, Andrew began hitting his stride as a CPG business owner. But wait, that's not all he was doing. Would you be surprised to find out that this entire time, Andrew was also keeping up with his full-time marketing job? Odomot Foods, now gracing the aisles of Whole Foods, is actually his side hustle. Depending on your CPG and depending on your space, I guess there's a couple different ways to look at it. If I were younger or didn't have a family, didn't have kids... It would be my only job, probably would have just skipped everything and went for it. When you have these other responsibilities and you have to balance everything, you have to hedge your risk a little bit. And then a lot of when you're in the beginning, it really doesn't take when you're looking around for co-packers, it's not like you're going to spend 24-7 looking for a lot of times you're waiting for responses. There's a lot of hurry up and wait. While Odomat was waiting, he was also working, earning a living for his family and spending his nights and weekends researching how to get Odomat to a place where maybe one day it could be his full-time gig. Even at this stage in the life of Odomat Foods, with a national distribution and some buzz, the company is still in its infancy and squaring up against the giant sauce makers of the world. But Andrew finally isn't scared of having his idea out there for the world to see or steal. And he realized that even if an idea is out in the wild, someone still needed to actually execute on it. Could Prego do it? Could Rayos do it? Sure. Were they doing it? No. And is any other brand willing to put in the hustle that I was? No. But you have to be confident in yourself to a certain extent. You have to be realistic. No other brand CPGs can come in here and crush you. You kind of just got to be durable and you have to have a lot of self-confidence, but you also have to have enough self-awareness to know that you don't know everything. And you have to pull in people and you have to share your ideas with people. And it's probably, I would say, the number one challenge of being an entrepreneur is sharing your idea before it becomes something. And if you can get over that, you're on your way. And then once you're on your way, don't stop talking. Keep asking, keep sharing, and keep bouncing ideas off of a core group of people you trust as you go. It's the ones that keep on believing in you sometimes to a point where they believe in you more than yourself for that moment in time, when you reflect back, you're like, wow, I got this. It's good. Advisors will give you great tactical advice, but it's the ones that are consistently positive and they'll give you feedback, but the ones that are always believe in you, I feel are an entrepreneur's best friend and typically they're your best friends in real life anyway. If I think about what has really kept this going, it's having that positive energy around you as much as possible because there's going to be roadblocks that you just have to smash through them. Being open to sharing your idea will give it power and life. You never know where the conversations you have about your ideas will open doors to. You might not get connected with the perfect person to make your dreams a reality, especially not right off the bat. 
you might just get some helpful feedback about some obvious holes or flaws in the idea that you didn't see first yourself. It's also wise to select your audience carefully and lean into close family and friends. They are truly invested in your well-being and overall success in life. They will be the people who are closest enough to you that they care, but far enough away to be objective. Your idea might be good, or it could be bad, but you'll never know if it only ever lives in your head. So let those ideas out, let them stew, and don't be afraid of feedback. After all, feedback is like eating your vegetables. You might not always like it, but it's always good for you in the end. The Journey is created by Mission.org and sponsored by UPS. To learn more about the show or mission, visit Mission.org. And to learn more about how UPS can help your business, visit ups.com slash pivot.